Joe's are in their studio. Over in Garland, Texas, things you think you care about is back for season five with brand new guests and fun segments for your entertainment. You're gonna have a real good time with the average Joe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Average Joe's Media. I am the Average Joe Boo. Here today, back for a second time in a row, Jay Bird. Jay Bird, how you doing? Hey, 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 I'm good, man. How you <laughs> hey, doing? hey, 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 we're hey. doing good, man. Good. Uh, listen, I made the call, you answered, I'm glad you did. You were serious about coming on. I was. Coming back I a second you. time. You were. Right. I, hey, listen. We hadn't even been a week. I hadn't even. I, I told you that some people, some people say, yeah, I'm in, and then something comes up last minute. I appreciate you. About this guy. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, back for his second appearance on the show, A.J. Thompson. What's up? Old Drew. Nobody heard that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get all up in there. Got to get all up in there. That's what she said. So, uh, today, today we're going to just dive right in, okay? We're going to dive right into today's topic. Um, you know, we haven't really had anything like this, because this, this is going to get us a little heated, and I'm, I'm good with that. So... Uh, we're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna talk. What makes us angry? What gets uh, what gets our blood boiling? What makes us just pissed about stuff? Okay, just uncontrollably or irrationally or anything. What happens where things are just you know what everything gone wrong and we're gonna let somebody know about it? That's what today's all about. How y'all feel about that? I'm good with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. AJ? I'm down. Yeah, okay, good. Okay, so uh let's just say you're let's say you're you going to a drive through, okay? And this is what makes me mad. It's happened to me twice at this jack in the box right by my house. Twice. And it makes me mad from the standpoint of it affects my children. Okay, and it doesn't necessarily affect them in a a, a terrible way, okay? It's just French fries. I don't eat the French fries. I get teriyaki bowl and I get uh uh Egg rolls, okay? And teriyaki sauce. They, however, get chicken strips, chicken nuggets, and french fries, okay? The last two times I've been, or two of the last three times that I've been, they have forgotten the french fries when I've ordered meals. Not cool. Not cool at all. Okay, so fortunately, my girls are pretty well-behaved and, and content in, in what they get, Right, they learned at a at a pretty young age that, it you know whining and crying and stuff about little menial things like French fries isn't going to change the fact that there ain't no French fries in front of them. Right. So I found some uh, man. First of all, if you haven't had the Parmesan and roasted garlic Pringles, you need to give them a go. Mm. I got a couple cans in there. I let you give them a taste. Okay. Uh, so I had a couple uh, a couple cans in there, and uh, I realized that I did. They were kind of covered up by some cereal boxes, but oh well. I uncovered them and said, hey, girls, you know, we don't have the French fries. It's unfortunate, but uh, here's some Pringles, right? Man, it was two times in a row or two out of the last three that they have no fries and I'm ordering this meal. I'm over there just under my breath, just just angry. Like, what? 
how difficult is it to put fries in to the bag? To fulfill an order. Right. That's on the screen. That you paid for. That has it literally listed in front of you. Right. And you just you just check it off. You just check it off the list. Like, how difficult is that? Man, I couldn't tell you how upset I was. And I was, again, I wasn't going to eat the fries, but they were disappointed. I was more upset because my children were disappointed because the fries could not make it into the bag. Man, right. anytime I go to a fast food restaurant and they don't put the right stuff in the bag, that gets my blood boiling. It's even worse when it happens multiple times. Like, I should have known better, and I should have went to a different jack-in-the-box. Fool me once. Yeah. Shame on you. Yeah, yeah. Fool me twice. Shame, shame on, on me. Absolutely. Right. And so, maybe that's why I'm, maybe that's why my blood was boiling so much. But, uh, Andrew, what pisses you off? What, what gets you angry? What, what sets you down the anger rabbit hole? Well, as you know, since we've eaten out together several times, yeah, yeah, I do have high expectations of food. Oh, oh, you do. High expectations of food and service. Yeah, um, we. I'm right there with you, man. About the drive-through. Yeah, you know, my, I've done a lot of traveling over yep. the years, and done a lot of, you know, had to go through drive-through just for work or for my girl sports, whatever. And just I've gotten to the point now where I don't pull away without looking in that bag. Yeah. If there's a long line behind me and I'm trying to be courteous, I will pull over in the parking lot, but yeah. I'm not getting out of that parking lot till I verify. Yeah. And don't let me say I hold the pickles or anything because oh. I'm going to open it. God gonna forbid go, they have to take a pickle off of your sandwich. Right, right. You yeah. know, I'm going to open that bag. I'm going to open that burger. Yeah. And I'm going to verify that they removed the pickle. You know, check the box. Check the wrap. Make sure there's no pickle in that sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. I'm right there with you. If you ask for something specific, it's on the screen. Yeah. Don't put it on my burger. Right. Or do put it if you ask for extra or something like that. And if you, if you go out to eat, you're going to drop $100, $200 easy. Sometimes. At, at a sit-down place, yep. typically, right? If you're in there with a group, Whole whatever. family or yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I was over the weekend, 15 of us. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Server took our drink order. Yeah. Disappeared 20 minutes. hey oh. Hate that. 20 minutes. 20 minutes. So She's gone. your drink was supposed to last you 20 minutes. No, no. It took her 20 minutes to get back with the no, drink. No, I'm just saying. She, oh. she was... Assume, making an assumption that your drink was going to last you 20 minutes. Right, okay. right. Just whatever, you yeah. know. And She then, went back in the smoke a little bit. Uh, whatever she did, she, she, came, she came back and took our food order again. Oh. Disappeared. 20 minutes. Oh, hey oh. If you got a, if you got 15 people sitting down, they have needs. Yeah. Within, within that time yeah, There frame. might so, ought to be two people coming. Right. right. One taking the order, one checking. Sure. Like doing sure. a double check, double take. Somebody in our party actually got up and had to go ask. Oh, no. Where's where's such and such? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I can't stand that. Like, it's not... 15 people is tough to, to manage because there are 15 different personalities, different wants, different needs, et cetera. That's tough, but how many times have they done it? You know, they're in this business. Right. How many times right. have they dealt with... 15 people at a time. Now, it may be three different tables, or it may be six different tables, depending on where you're at. But they're dealing with people's needs all the time. There's there's nothing that says a server should not be able to manage one table of 15 the same as they'd manage three tables of five. Sure. You know? Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. If there's, if there's a huge delay between parts of the meal, come on now. What are you doing? Right. I'm a firm believer that this pandemic has taken its toll on the restaurant business. Yeah. From the cooks to the servers. Yeah. To, you know, the people that were really good and had the ability to be good. Yeah. 
probably went and sought employment elsewhere because yeah. they are capable of doing other things. Right. The, the superstars that were servers, chefs, are probably now superstars in a different industry. Absolutely. Yeah. They're trying to be at least, for yeah. sure. Yeah. The cord's only so long. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, how many times, me and you both, me and you have gone to a, a steakhouse that is traditionally a good steakhouse, uh, not during COVID. No. No. I mean, I could have bought a better steak at the Walmart meat market yeah, and cooked it better, better taste, better temperature all around. The fat would have been edible and not that hard. You know how what happens, a hard fat, I can't, you can't even bite through it. Mm-hmm. Man, that's what salt grass, was salt grass, and where was it else? Uh, where was the other place we went? Was it TLC? Yes. I think TLC is horrible. Yeah, well, see, I've never had a good steak there. Well, it was better than Saltgrass. Oh, really? If that tells you anything. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, Saltgrass but even going still, downhill. even yeah, exactly. Saltgrass, you go there and you expecting something good, mm-hmm. and it was uh, meh. Yeah. It was like average at best. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So now, at, at Texas Roadhouse, you can buy their steaks and seasoning. Yeah. Steaks gonna be raw, seasoning yeah. on the side. Take it home, do it yourself. That's true. Mm, yeah. That's true. But see, I, I have a hard time with that. Like, why am I buying a steak at Texas Roadhouse? And why I'm gonna pay, I'm gonna pay premium price there, where I could go to a, a decent meat market and get one very, very close to the same quality. Yeah, you know. But uh, you know, there's maybe an idea that uh, they have the best possible, and you're well, pay- it's, and it's, it's the not- sides too. Oh, that's true. That's a, that's a fair point. Jason, we're gonna get back to this because I don't think that I don't oh, think that man, everything that upset. Of me. I know, I know, I really did. I don't think that that's everything that upsets you when you go to a restaurant. But we'll give you a second to <laughs> you know compose your thoughts about how you want to say that, and we'll get back to it. Jason, something that upsets you? Yeah. So, and this may be something that that does, this is probably going to be something that doesn't upset most people. Yeah. Because I'm a music snob. That's okay. And you too may very well be some of the people that I'm angry with. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> Just, Are we talking about this parody we just recorded? No, 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 no. That, we, no, no, that will no. debut in a no, week or so? Uh-uh, no, okay. I, I am talking about, it makes me angry when people like crappy music, you know? Okay, define crappy music. So so I'm a big believer. So I think the, the true artists in the music industry, the artists, the yeah. true artists are singer-songwriter. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people are just performers, uh, right? Yes. And then what they do is they perform real crappy music, okay? Right. But so they can dance real good. They or can something. dance real good, shake their tush, like yeah. whatever. And people like sheep just follow. Like these, those are not the people that should be making the millions and millions of dollars, uh-huh. right? They should be they're not true. They artists. shouldn't hey, be triple platinum. No, okay. not at all. Like they're performers, yeah, and they're good at what they do. They're good at performing right but you have people who are artists who write their own songs do their own thing and the songs that they write another thing that i like is songs that say something okay. right yeah. songs that have some kind of uh, a, a meeting uh some sort of larger theme like whatever um and yeah. so it just really makes me mad that you know again these performers and again they're great at what they do they right. can sing well whatnot um but there are like true artists out there that are struggling. You know, they, they're struggling, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah. and you know, but but they put their heart and soul into these things. Um, and but you got people like Taylor Swift and you know whatnot that uh, I just don't think really deserve much accolade at right. all. Yeah, right. 
Right. So yeah. now, yeah, I mean, see, I think I think Taylor Swift has some good and some just she's trying to be trendy. Right. So I think her early stuff was was pretty good. Sure. It was relatively authentic. I'm, sure. And just I mean, it, it was it was her. And now she's trying to get into the. I really think she's trying to get into trying to be like Britney Spears and all this stuff, which. Not good. Right. Not right. good music. I mean, and then you're, She's a you know. performer. Sure. And you're Jason Aldean's and you're Luke Bryan's and like, and all these folks. You like Luke you know. Bryan? No. Oh, Luke Bryan no, is no, garbage. No. Yeah, he is. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And well, I'm put, sure he's a nice guy. Yeah. Right? But yeah, it just, it makes songs. me mad that, 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 that <laughs> not, he. Not him personally. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. So that, that really upsets me. Okay. Uh, Andrew, coming back to you. All right. So we have been. To a restaurant, to two restaurants. I think they were simultaneous. We went to Hooters one time, and we went to uh, uh, where was the next place that we went? I think it was Chili's or something. right? Oh, it was Chili's, yeah. absolutely. And uh, if you are to get a burger at a restaurant, you like your burger cooked a certain way. I do, and you like it topped and everything a certain way, very specific. Absolutely, down to the condiment. Down to yes, exactly. And and down to the extras. Okay? Yes. Here's something that really kind of upsets me. Okay. When I ask for extra onions or pickles, and I know how much normally comes, you know, two or three pickles come on a sandwich or whatever, and they give me extra pickles, they give me four total, not four extra. They just add an extra pickle on there. And I'm like, this, I'm talking a plurality of extras here. <laughs> extra pickles. Like, listen to the S, you know? Uh, extra onions, not extra onion, right? right. That ups- it upsets me when I ask for extras, and they're like, oh, they put extras on. Oh, that's more than what's normal. Yeah. Like, I really, really want to be able to taste whatever it is extra I'm asking for. That really kind of upsets me because it's like, how much are y'all losing by, by putting an extra five pickles on my sandwich instead of just one? Like how much money is those four slices of a pickle costing you that you're right. like skimping on the pickle? Yeah. That you're buying wholesale. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. And that's frustrating because you ask for extra. What that causes is for you to look there, and my dad's bad, real bad about this. I get, I, I try to be content with it or at least content on for show. My, my dad is like, uh, he does it with tartar sauce. Whenever we go eat uh, fried shrimp, you know, there's the all you can eat shrimp at Red Lobster. He'll love he loves that stuff, man. He'll ask for tartar sauce. And he said, I need a lot of tartar sauce. So and they bring you like the little bitty. They'll bring the they'll bring the ramekin, right? Right. Well see he's like, I need like I need like several of these ramekins. Well when they say Sarah, they take him literally and give him three. And then he'll look at that and he said, I told you I needed several. Go need more. <laughs> yeah, I will go need more than this. And uh and they look at him like, Really? And he's like Yes, and it's, this is all nonverbal. None of this is happening, like in actual words. But other than he said, I, "I I need some more. I asked for extra. I meant extra," and so he will say that, and they'll go back and they'll bring him one or two more, and he's like, "All right," <laughs> and he'll finish it, and then he'll still have half his <laughs> he'll still have half his shrimp on his plate, and be like, "Can I get some more tartar sauce?" But could you bring me extra this time? Right. <laughs> and he's real passive aggressive until the point where he gets really angry. Then he'll ask for the manager and then now uh phase over to Andrew. <laughs> trying to trying to save on that tartar sauce. That's right. That's right. They're skipping on the of yeah. the tartar sauce, yeah. you know? Yeah. Man. All right. So 
when you get a burger, yes, if that burger's wrong, mm-hmm. explain, explain your thought process. My thought process is it's not that hard. Yeah, it's really not. I mean, a burger's very, very uh, common. Yeah, you know, if you ask for grilled jalapenos on your burger, uh huh, and they bring you a whole grilled jalapeno <laughs> on the side <laughs> after. The burger's out. Yes. After you the cut bur- it up yourself. Yeah, you're supposed to. The COVID, they can't put that knife through the jalapeno more right. than once. Right. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like that should be a very easy job to do um, with any Fair. kind of, of So what's your set. what's your thoughts about, uh, about the server at that point? Why don't you go back to your home on Whore Island? <laughs> well, not necessarily that, okay. but... <laughs> I mean, that's fair, you know? Yeah. But, so, how long does it take you to ask for a manager? Like, how long at a restaurant does it take for you to ask a man, ask for a manager? About the second time. The second time I'm um, not satisfied yeah. with something, Yeah. then, um, you know, I'm going to take it there. Okay, so, I'm going to give a, a little example of the Chili's episode, because this was funny. This is funny. It's just a little, little, just a little wet in the toes at the beginning, okay? And I could just kind of tell that this was going to be a rough day, okay? This was either a rough day for Chili's or a rough day for AJ, okay? So we sat down, and you, what do you order to drink? You ordered a, I don't know, it was something that I don't know the name of. Anyways, it was a, it was a special drink from the bar, and I don't know what it was specifically. But he ordered one. And he just said, they brought the water and the Coke or whatever for my kids. And he said, bartender really that busy? <laughs> and uh, Now, keep in mind, COVID's still going on. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, it really wasn't that busy. No. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, there's six feet between everybody absolutely. at that bar, which means there's only about three people right. at the bar. And she was like. No, I don't think I don't think so. I mean, she just she didn't know what the bartender was doing, right? And so, uh, but anyways, I could tell as soon as that happened, I was like, "Oh no, oh it's like, on!" Please don't order a burger. <laughs> <laughs> order a steak. So there's the only one thing you're checking on that steak, and is is, is it seasoned or tastes good, and is it is it cooked right? That's like, please don't order a burger. Let's don't have Hooters round two, and then. He orders a burger, <laughs> grilled jalapenos on the burger that came whole jalapeno grilled on a plate afterward. And I tried to get my condiments. This is how I eat my burger, okay? This yeah. is the right way to eat a burger, just in case y'all don't know. Okay. Yeah. It's ketchup underneath the burger. Okay. And then the mayonnaise on the top bun. Okay. For all the veggies. Okay. That's how I build my burger. That's okay. how I love my burger. Okay. And I tried to get it that way, and that was too inconvenient. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Listen, I mean, if you're asking for a burger, they should be writing it down. They should be writing. That's it down. the thing that makes me mad. Okay, right? is yeah. these these servers that you order and yeah. they don't write anything down. I don't know why they do that. Now, if 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 I order uh-huh. and you take my order that way and my order comes out correct, well, great and good for you. Sure, right. But if it's a family of five, uh-huh. you know. And you're taking all five orders, and you're not writing it down, and then something is messed up with the order. Yeah, that's what makes me. That's angry. on you, right? Yeah, right. because not why? You, why? The no, exactly, customer, not me, but on that server. person. Yeah. Because hey, you know what? 
it's really impressive if you can take five orders and get it all correct, right? Absolutely. But you know what's more impressive to me? What's that? Is when my order comes out the way that I ordered it. Every time. I don't care if you had to yep. write it down or not. Yep. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So take that. Okay, yeah. I mean, listen, I've, I've been a server, and I so I talked to Andrew about, uh, I don't know if it was etiquette or if it was just uh, – just maybe a, a different perspective, maybe some empathy towards the server because I used to wait tables when I was in college. And I have empathy. Yeah. I've been in the service industry. I know. Yeah. I get it. Like every, everything is not as easy as it may seem from the customer's perspective. So um, we talked about what the server actually does control, right? The server controls putting the order into the computer. The server controls uh, bringing the order to you in a timely manner. But the order of the server does not control what comes out of the bar. Does True. not control what comes sure. out of the kitchen. Right, right, right. Uh, and so, if the burger is undercooked, that's not the server's issue. Generally sure. speaking, because I mean, unless she, they just told them the they, wrong way to cook, they it. put it in medium rare instead of medium well. Right, right. They, right. Which they could have, which is possible. Right, and so uh, if the burger comes out, uh, you know, if the burger comes out with four pickles. And it normally comes out with three. Well, they did put an extra pickle on there, yeah. right? Yeah. But that's that's not on the server. That's on the chef or the people back there putting the stuff together. Them two pickles were stuck together, right? They they were skimping on the pickles back mm-hmm. there. The server had no control over that, so she's gonna go back and get extra pickles or or extra tartar sauce, depending on the situation, right? And so every time, to me, every time that if there's something wrong. Like, and if, if it's, like, badly wrong, so if it's so wrong to where you're not going to eat, you're going to put it in a box and you're going to eat it the next day, right? Which I believe is is how Chili's worked out for you. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Uh, that burger came home. I fixed home. it myself. Yeah. You, that burger came home. You put it in the oven, heated it up, fixed it the way you wanted it to go, and then you had it. Did you, did you slice up that I did. jalapeno? Oh, yeah, I did. Okay. So he got the grilled jalapenos. After they were reheated, sliced them up himself and put mm. them back on that burger. Okay, mm. but uh, but if there's something that's just so drastically wrong with the the thing that it's going to be detrimental to the experience, you go straight to the manager because they are this umbrella that controls. They control the kitchen. They control the server. They control the bar. They control the hosts. They control every aspect of everything, or at least they. Uh, presume to con- have control over that right. stuff, right? So anything that's going to give you a negative experience, you go straight to the manager. If it's just going to be a slight inconvenience, then, okay, you handle it with your server or with whomever. But uh, but it's really difficult to it's really difficult for the server to answer a question like, how hard is it to cook this burger? They don't, they don't know right. the answer to that right. question. <laughs> right. right. They weren't trained in the arts of, of grilling a burger. Right. Yeah. Uh, how hard is it to to get the right mixture on this drink or get the drink right? They, you know, they're not behind the bar. Maybe a little, maybe a little grace should be shown. Yeah. To, to like, the uh, you server. can still, right? You can still vent your yeah, frustration, absolutely. But maybe not aim it at, like directed at the server, right? Unless it's something the server had imparted uh, or had could control, like timing, right. timing of the drink. And bringing the drinks to you, right. timing of the, taking the order, and then timing. Uh, I mean, she, he or she does control a lot of the timing of when the food comes out. Of course. To you. If they don't put it in the machine in time, and, right. then there's a significantly longer delay yeah. coming out to you. So, 
But being a server, you got to know you're on the front line. Yeah. You're, you're like a CSR mm. for a business. You're answering the phone. That's true. So that's true. If people are calling in and complaining, you're the first. You're the first person that they're yeah, going to. That's true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. And not many people have that perspective. Well, and they're the face of, they are the face of the establishment. That person's experience, whoever's customers, their experience. Right. They mm-hmm. see they see James or Jennifer. Or right. Here's another problem I have. If I was at that bar, yeah, I would get that drink immediately. Right. But because, or You're anywhere, at a table. In, anywhere in his area, but yeah. because I'm at a table, he knows he's not getting that tip. Yeah. So he's going to service. Yeah. His people in sure. front of him first, yep. sure. and he's going to get to that drink whenever he's done doing that. That's true, sure, because that, those are his tips versus yep. hers. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Jay Bird, yeah. What else upsets you? I'll tell you, man. What else um, makes that blood boil? All right. So bad drivers, oh. and, and specifically, specifically, uh, people who don't use their blinker. Oh, and even I think. Worse than that are what I call left lane riders. Ah, right? Like so they're coasting in the left in lane. Left lane. Ah. They don't, you know, the left lane is for passing and yeah. that's it. Right. Yeah. So I really, uh, because, because then what happens is those folks in that left lane who are not going faster than the folks behind them. Yeah. Then they're causing a delay uh-huh. when I'm trying to get somewhere. They're the reason for the traffic. They are the reason Every for time. the traffic. They're the reason that it's so bunched up. And a lot of times it's it's trucks, right? Yep. But yep. but a lot of the time it's just some fool driving their vehicle yep. and not being and here's the deal. Probably and I think and driving. I, you know, on 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 a more broad scale, people just aren't considerate anymore. Agreed. Right? Agreed. My time is no more valuable than your time, right? But people aren't considerate. It seems like consideration for others has has gone down, uh, you know, in the past 15, 20 years. Um, And that makes me mad. Yeah. Well, okay, so driving now is a whole lot like – is a whole lot like this new generation that feels like their opinion is is necessary. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, if they have a license, they're free to do whatever they want to do without repercussion. Mm-hmm. Right? That's how I feel. Like people driving nowadays, at least think that driving is. So this morning, I was watching these this long line of cars. This was like six o'clock in the morning or six thirty. I was on my way to try to make it to tutorials. I saw this one car. In this long line, and they had to, over here at the light, you have you have to get into one lane, and then it goes into the opposite lane of traffic because of, you know, some part of the road's being worked on, right here by I-30. And uh, this one car just had to squeeze in between these two cars, and there was only one car behind him. And so he had to cut this one car off, just so he could get over and maintain whatever, I don't know, the, the eight seconds that he was going to keep in his morning. Mm-hmm. Instead of just letting all those cars pass and seeing in his rearview mirror, there's nobody for miles behind After him. After that. Right. right. And just letting all the cars that were in the right lane to begin with, or the proper lane to begin with, and then just easy getting over, no impeding anybody's way. But this person in the very back had to... Had to slow down. Had to had to brake check for themselves so they didn't rear in somebody who just clearly had to get somewhere before they did. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting at the light in 
you know, I'm going crossway traffic looking at the light, and I see this person. I'm like, they just could, they couldn't wait the extra two to five seconds that it right. takes for that person to get right. over in front of. Them. And it's just, it's impatience. It's not considerate. Right. It's feeling this need of I got to do this thing now. Right. Uh, no, no, you don't. There, right. You have two pedals in your car unless you have a standard. Mm-hmm. Right. The second pedal, the one there in the middle, is for you to slow down and make sure that you ain't trying to impede somebody's somebody's direction of travel. Right. Or if there's something that's in your way, you can maybe stop your car and avoid the hazard. Right. Yeah. So yeah, those are called brakes. Right. Let the people pass that were already in the right in the mm-hmm. proper lane. Maybe they knew that it was going to come down because they've traveled that way before. And look in your rearview mirror, assess the situation, and just squeeze on in the back of the line. Don't be a jerk. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's like those people that get off on the service road or get off on the highway. They exit and they pull into that uh, that that little triangular "Don't drive here." Oh yeah. yeah like for yeah. for emergency pullover yep. and all that stuff. And they're trying to cut off 18 other cars behind them because that amount of time to get on that exit mm-hmm. is just not going to be sufficient right. for whatever they have going on. That happened, right. that happened to me. Uh, uh, well, I mean, it didn't happen to me. I just I drove past it and saw it because they were going south on 635. I was going north, so I stayed in the other exit. But they started bl- breaking you know, a little bit, looking like they didn't know which exit to take. And then I just I said to myself, "Oh, don't you do it? Don't you get in that little triangle area and then try to cut off all these cars that are backed up over here?" And it's not like <laughs> sure that. enough, that's right. And sure enough, I got right in there and cut off his eighteen wheeler that was in that was rolling. Right. So this eighteen wheeler's yeah. got a brake. And anybody that knows anything about driving vehicles, the bigger the vehicle, the longer the stop time. Those can't stop on a dime. Exactly. And so uh, it was. It'd been raining, mm. and all. I mean. It just was not conducive to being, you know, being that person and expecting everything to be all right. 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 I mean, it, I think they ended up getting over with no hassle, but man, what a jerk, you yep. know? Yep. And so I I had to pump my brakes because I didn't know what they were going to do until I kind of called it, right? Mm-hmm. And then they got over into that little thing and it was like, oh, I think I'm going to do it. No blinker at any point in time. See? No Never blinkers. using that blinker to let yep, me know who's exactly. behind them. Which what is the purpose of it. The intent. The blinker is to demonstrate intent of what you're about to do. Right. And so, because uh, if your blinker's on, what's coming next? Your brake lights you're, right. are probably coming on. Right. Which tells everybody behind you, hey, I'm about to turn. I'm probably about to slow down. So get be, ready. Be prepared. Yep. Right. I'm being courteous by turning on that blinker. Why they even make a blinker anymore is beyond I know, me. I know. I mean, I know they probably got to do it for, you know, checking the box of the inspection and stuff and the uh, safety protocol. Right. But nobody uses it. No, it's messed up. And, you know, back when I was taking my driver test, it was just a paper test. I didn't have to get into a vehicle. Oh, really? With somebody. Yeah, I don't recall. Anyways, I maybe had to, but it, it was either so easy that... Uh, it didn't even matter. And I, it didn't I forgot register. About it. Yeah. Right. Or I, I just don't recall having to do that. And uh, and now they have to have people, like my daughter, she's 17. She's going to go on when she's 18. She's got to drive for somebody. And I'm sitting back. I had to do that to get my bus driver license or the, my CDL. But, uh, but yeah, they're going to ex- they're gonna expect you. They're going to take a point off when you don't use right. your blinker. I wish they would do that now. I wish they would fail you. 
when they don't use the blinker. Right. I you wish when people didn't use their license. blinkers now, they like took a point off, and it yeah. was like maybe like a dollar or something like that, like yeah. a dollar out of their bank account every yeah, time yeah. they didn't. Every use single their time. Yeah. How many times? How many turns? And then somebody I bet people make, start using their. They blinkers might flip real fast, that sucker on real you know? fast, even if it's wrong. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, I'm turning yeah. right to put my left blinker yeah. on. I don't know what direction is sure. left and right for the blinkers. Sure. Um, and then and you have those people that, that are the excessive blinker. They leave the blinker on oh, for yeah. three miles. I mean, I've been that guy. But now, yeah. but now, I mean, if you have a a newer vehicle, yeah. right, then it'll it'll alert you that you're blinking. It's like, yeah. hey, your blinker's yeah. on. Listen, dude, I don't know if you've been sleeping yeah. while you've been yeah. driving, but that yeah. blinker has been on for a minute. Right. Yeah, so... Uh, and then they'll bl- they'll leave it on, and then they never turn. It's yeah, like, I know. You know that happened on my way over here yeah. tonight. Hey, y'all be careful back there. I'm gonna put my blinker on. Yeah, but, uh, like, what's it, this guy doing? But it don't mean nothing. Keep waiting on him. That's right. To make a turn, yeah. so I'm be- kind of being extra cautious yeah, around him. Absolutely. Right? But then it's and then no the, idea. But see, at that point in time, when the people leave the blinker on for a long time, you can't pass them because you don't know if that blinker ever means they're going to change exactly. lanes. Exactly, yeah. Or they're going to get off, or they're just going to hang in that yeah. lane right there. Yeah, you just get by them real fast, That's like right. as quick as you can. That's right. You know, sometimes, you know, on a bus, I drive for the soccer team. I got I to gotta stop at every railroad track, mm-hmm. and I got to put my hazards on. There have been times where I have driven <laughs> I have driven miles upon miles with my hazards on because I forgot to flip them off as I was, you know, as I passed the thing. Sure. And, uh, and so, anyways, I can understand the forgetting. Sure. But... At that same time, I'll have hazards on, not just a blinker. Exactly. You know, yeah. both are going. So yeah. it's not like I'm trying to, it's, it, that was an oops. Yeah. Right. And so when somebody's on the highway for 18 miles with that blinker on, right. they might be, you know, they could be intoxicated. They could be. Right. They could just be a moron. They could be. Right. Or, yeah. or you know what, benefit of the doubt, maybe they forgot. Maybe, but I cannot stand people who drive poorly. It is one of the most frustrating oh, yeah. things. I got one yeah. more story. Anything about driving that that upsets you to no end? Oh, to, I like to high holy. I like the uh, I'm distracted at the light. It turns green. Oh, oh yeah. Oh man. And then we're sitting there. It happened to me this morning. There was a long line in front of us. Oh yeah. You know, six cars in front of the one that was in front of me. Oh yeah. By the time she gets there, it just barely turns yellow. Right. And then she locks him up yeah. to stop. Yeah. Uh, so now you're yeah. sitting through it twice. Oh right. no. So I try not to be impatient yeah right right so i'll give them the old the, the old double tap meep, meep. honk yeah you know not like i mean there have been times yeah where i've just <laughs> laid on the horn right you know oh, you gotta be careful with that nowadays man right people flash that I, uh, uh-huh. that nine mil uh-huh. at you uh-huh. man but yeah but yeah people that looking at their phones not yeah. paying attention to what's going on lights long then people have to sit through a second cycle so i can't stand the people i have been that person at the light where I've gotten honked at, okay? Mm-hmm. And I, I've, I'm, I've been guilty of that a time or two. I have two. to. I can't stand the people that honk as soon as the light turns green. Right. Like, I'm sitting at a red light for a hot minute, and then the light turns green. I see it, and they honk. Like, they had right. to go right now. Right, right. And I'm just like, uh, this... Uh, it just turned green. So you should have been mm. using both feet, one on the brake, one on the gas. Yeah. And as soon as that went Which green. Which is real safe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yep. And so I will go extra slow. I will get through that. <laughs> I, I won't do it if the line behind me is like super long because that's just sure, rude. right. But if somebody honks at me whenever the light immediately turns green and they think I'm not paying attention, they'll honk and I'll be like, oh, okay. 
So let's see how let's see how long it takes you to get somewhere a five mile an hour. And so we'll get we'll we'll creep along for a few miles and then they'll do that thing where they whip over in the left uh, lane or whatever and get past me and give me that bad look or whatever. I was like, listen, if you're impatient, uh you don't need to be behind anybody ever. You should be passing them all the time. Right. Right? Anyway, so I'll do that occasionally just to get at those people who are impatient. And I, I can't stand impatient drivers. There was this one thing that happened to me since we're talking about driving. There was one thing that, t- that happened to me the other day. I've told this on the podcast before. I was driving out of my alley on the morning of a school day. And I live right beside a school, right? So there are kids getting dropped off. And so I know that if I get out of here a little bit too late, it might take me a minute to be able to turn out of the alley. I did not, however, know that I would not be able to get out of the alley because somebody pulled into the alley and stopped traffic that was in the alley trying to get out. Seven cars built up in this alley. For shame. And it was either people who lived in the alley or people who were trying to bypass the, the, the school zone. Well, so this guy is in some sedan type of vehicle, and on the right of the alleyway, the little drive of the alley, there is a drop-off that's about six to eight inches deep. Okay, maybe a little more, but it was raining, so the mud made it a little deeper. Well, he decided to make a, a uh, instead of making a 90-degree turn into the alley and then backing up and then going the way he wants to go, he was trying to make a three-point turn to, mm. to turn around. Well, instead of making a 90-degree turn, he ends up going like 120 degrees, and his wheels go off into that little ditch beside the alleyway drive, and his car bottoms out at the edge of the alley. So his tires are just spinning and there is no moving of this vehicle. And so as I'm pulling out, he does this little 110, 120 degree turn and gets stuck. And I'm just like, what an idiot. What is the matter with this person? All he had to do, what did he think he was going to do? Do a full 180 or or do a full 360 or something? I mean, uh, you saw the grass. Mm-hmm. It's a big field right mm-hmm. there. You you don't have a four wheel vehicle. You're right. Uh, or four wheel drive vehicle, right? right? You're you're not going to get into the grass. What are you thinking? He just kept it going, man. And I noticed whenever he kept turning, I was just like, "Oh, stop! Oh, stop!" On. He didn't stop, <laughs> and so I got out after a minute. I thought he was just fooling around for a second, like he wanted to see the damage to his car or something. <clears throat> and I'm sitting back thinking, dude, back up and leave <laughs> and go to a parking lot and then look at your damage. You didn't hit nobody. Right. You bottomed no out. No need, yeah. Right. You're, you're back in the alley up. So anyways, so he gets out and he's looking at his car. He gets back in the driver door. This happens two or three times. He gets in and out, in and out. And I, finally, I'm like, okay, clearly something's off. Right, and of course I'm in my alley, and my alley, the entry is pretty close to the back of my house, or pretty close to my house, and so I notice that his tire is just spinning, and so I get out and I find a, a big old piece of concrete that I just thrown away, and so I reach down in my trash can and get that big old piece of concrete, and I found a piece of wood that I could use as some kind of a, a lever or something to get him out to get some traction under those wheels, and finally he's able to to pull forward or something 
he's like he pulled forward and around the cars or so I don't even I don't remember what he did. It was it was wild, but he finally got out and then everybody could drive through. But this is raining. I'm standing in the rain helping this moron right. who clearly doesn't know how to make a three-point turn. And it's just, he's such, I was so mad. I was already a little late because I clearly got out of the out of the drive a little late and now all these people are dropping their kids off. But, uh, man, it's people who can't drive, people who don't understand what to do and what not to do on the road. Yep. It's just, yep. it's frustrating to high holy, yep. as my brothers might say. Yep. All right. Uh, so restaurants, driving. Anything else, Andrew? That 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 just get your gears a grinding. Putting you on the spot. Yeah, you are. It's okay, Jaylor. Man, I'm just tired of people being ugly. Okay, explain. Just, just. I don't like ugly people. People who are unattractive. Nope. Is not that at what all. you're saying? Nope. Nope. The way okay. that they act. You oh, know, I'm just tired of all the ugly. Okay, right? so are you talking uh, like things that are going just on? Talking about in general because of political stuff. Everything, okay. just everything, just everything. So like give there's me an no example. need to be ugly. I mean, I don't know. I mean, people are ugly. Look around. You see people being ugly all yeah. the time. Well, not people, in here. Right? Not in here. Yeah. Nope. Maybe we are a little bit right now. We're, I mean, I we're don't venting. think. I mean, we're just right. We're 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 venting, but yeah. we're not like. Don't be necessarily ugly. To okay. People. Yeah, like, yeah. You know okay. what I mean? Like I just I just think in general, man, like people are just people just be real ugly to people. There's no there's no need in that. Yeah. You know? And I'm sorry, like you know, you asked me to give you an example. I guess I probably could, right? But like I mean, everybody knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, sure. You know, like normal people. Well has know has what this I'm happened to about. you? <laughs> People who aren't ugly, right? Pretty people, right? Know exactly. What the pretty people, people know what the ugly people are doing. <laughs> Has there had been something to happen to you directly that you can think of, oh, or is it where man. you're just hearing from other people? I think, I think, I think, just yeah. I think like not not necessarily me, yeah. You know, but just in general and seeing how people treat each other, yeah. Like whatever. Okay, I mean, so I see know. that from a from a teacher's. I perspective. bet you do. Kids All can be real ugly. Kids are so bad nowadays yeah. and it, it stems from what i talked about at uh kind of at the beginning there um where the blinker and the people driving are a lot like people in this sensitive generation who think that they can say anything they want to say and there's no repercussions right. and then they can also uh be in their fields all the time and it's supposed to be just okay right. like they're just supposed to be able to to take everything personal Whenever yeah. something happens against them, I mean, you don't, you don't have the right, right, to not be offended, right, right, exactly. So the whole cancel culture thing mm -hmm. uh, and all that. So that's a whole lot of what happens at school is that these kids react to something, and then it's it's like automatically supposed to validate their reaction, like what they've done, yeah, right? yeah, because they've oh, been yeah. triggered, right? They've been, they've triggered. been triggered, yeah. Uh, so so you, what you're saying is you can cuss at the teacher, and then nothing's supposed to happen to you right you know that you're not supposed right. to have any kind of any kind of punishment for that or any kind of recourse to try mm. to correct that behavior i'll tell you what happened this one time uh so you know i won't mention any names but this one kid he was at school and he was a terrible kid he actually came out for soccer his freshman year and then you know mispractice on a regular basis or failed classes which are both things that will get people uh removed from the soccer team and so he uh, he went into a class that was not his class, and he 
was told to leave by the teacher. He was told to leave, and instead of leaving, he starts berating and cussing at the teacher, telling him that he doesn't have to do what he says. He doesn't know who he is. They don't know who I am, blah, blah, blah. But the coach said, you're in the wrong classroom. This is not your class. You need to go to wherever it is you belong, right? Whether it's lunch or whether it's his class. And so the thing that that upset me is that all this stuff gets validated when they don't get punished Mm. appropriately. This is something that happened two class periods in a row, or two days in a row, let's say A days. I don't know when it actually did. But it happened twice in a row. This teacher went to the principal's office, reported this child, and it was so bad he went to the police station and filed uh, some kind of uh, grievance against this type of behavior because he felt that it was an unsafe learning environment and it was a direct whatever to him. I don't know what the words are. But whenever the school didn't take care of it, he went to the authorities. This kid was about to be 17, I think, at the time. And uh, and so he was like, listen, I'm not going to take this. And if my principals or whatever aren't going to back me up, which those principals aren't at school anymore, if they're not going to back me up, then I'm going to go somewhere else. This kid did not. This kid may have gotten like what we call a Wednesday school for mm. that, where they just have to come Wednesday from, you know, 3 o'clock to 4.30 or something, do a little extra time at the school. This kid does not belong at the school. This kid, if he is going to do that to the people who are in charge of your learning, mm-hmm. he does not belong in that place. Right. He belongs in a place where it's going to be some pretty strict, right. uh, regimented stuff, and we call that AEC. Mm-hmm. Uh, that got turned away. That got turned away because of a, uh, it was either a special education qualification or a 504 or, you know, one of these things that's on the list that now have litigation behind them that make, uh, make what you do with children have to be, um, extremely, extremely like, um, like they have their own individual education plans and stuff. And so if in any way, shape, or form you didn't do everything on that plan, or if they have some kind of special exception, uh, they, they don't have to go to AEC for their bad behavior, mm. right? They could, they could potentially be in a fight and not be removed from campus right? Um, because they have this whatever qualification. Well, he fell under one of those umbrellas. I don't know what that umbrella was, but uh, it, it got turn, they, got, they sent him off to the AEC to be reviewed. They sent him right back. Nope, he can't be here because of, this box was checked or whatever, and, and he fell in that box. And... Uh, and so this, this teacher decided, you know what? I would rather resign, not be a teacher anymore, and not have to deal with this. That is so messed up. And he had, he had taught for better part of uh, maybe a decade and a half. That is messed up. And so, uh, so anyways, and he was, he's a good dude. Now he's out in the private sector, you know, right. r- either running his own business or, uh, or working for somebody that uh, something else he knows how to do. And, I mean, because... Kids aren't properly punished, correct? Because they because they need to be heard, right? Because their their feelings matter, right? right. More than anything else, right. and a lot of that starts at home. 
Well, a lot of that two. does start at home. If, if that child had been properly not, disciplined exactly, at home, exactly. then they probably wouldn't lash right. out near so bad. Now, right. there's exceptions to every rule. You bet. You bet. But, uh, but man, once... The, the, uh, man, I believe that a child is a is a almost direct reflection of their parents. Oh, you bet. And so if if you hear something from a kid, you can bet they heard it from home. Mm-hmm. And that actually happened to me this year. A kid said something, called mama. Mama said the exact same thing. I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Never mind. I'll figure I'll figure out what I need to do here. I don't know. Like being a teacher nowadays, yeah. because you know, back when I was growing up, if I came home and complained about a teacher, uh-huh. right, my parents would be like, "Well, what did you do?" Uh huh. You know, accountability exactly is no but, longer a, a concept, right? But yeah. nowadays, it seems I hear a lot of stories about kids who go home, they'll complain about a teacher to their parents, yeah, and then the parents call on the teacher yep. saying, "What did you do?" Right? Yep. What's your problem? Why are you upsetting my child? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Absolutely. That's a child. Yeah. You know, and for the most part, I'm not saying that teachers can't do bad things. Yeah. Teachers can't be exceptions mean or rude, exist whatever. to you every bet, rule. You bet. But hey, listen, ex- ex- listen, exceptions happen. Sixty percent of the time, it works <laughs> every time. <laughs> <laughs> listen, there's always exceptions to every rule. Right. So, uh, but yeah, man. I mean, the, the parents call, and of course, the parents are trying to defend their child or they're trying mm-hmm. to uh, support their child. Right. But when the parent won't listen to the adult mm-hmm. because they only listen to the child, there's something wrong with that. And what bothers me is that the generation that's calling the parent or the, that the, that the teacher is calling now, the, right. the parental generation that's getting the phone calls is our generation. Like is, is our. Yeah age people yeah for the most part yeah and i think that education and the accountability of that education when we were in school was pretty high Mm -hmm. we failed it's because we didn't turn assignments in it's because we we didn't get answers correct you know uh now it's the teacher's fault right if we didn't go to tutorials then well, we probably deserve to not understand the material. Exactly. Right? So uh, because now it's the teacher's fault, the teacher has to do paperwork that is beyond ridiculous just to be able to fail a child. Right. <laughs> right. And so if there's a... Don't get me started on this. Mathematically, uh, this should this should exist. You can't give a child a 69. Okay? it's Oh, you can, but it's frowned upon. Like so for so so that they don't pass on to the next grade, right? And so this is the concept that frustrates me, just from the just from the mathematics and the logic standpoint. Right. I get it. I understand it, and I'm pretty generous when it comes to grades. So for me, if a kid fails with a 69, and I have already been generous. Sure. Hello. Yep. Hello. Hey, that's, that's too bad. That ain't maybe on if the they're teacher. held back a year. Yeah. Instead of worried about it hurting their feelings. Yeah. You know exactly. They are maybe not, them being held back a year will help them to not let that happen again. They may not be ready for society yet. Exactly. So maybe we keep them in school an yep. extra semester or something until they can get it together. Until they figure out school is now. School is about how will you produce when you go on. Right. If you're gonna barely get by, you're uh, probably gonna barely get by we, when you're when you're out of school. Paycheck to paycheck right. or less. Right. Right. And so, anyways. What are you doing 
nowadays if you're blaming it all on the teacher. Right. Accountability's gone out the window. Yeah, it has. So now I have said that grades no longer are a factor in education. Seems to be. Because you can't fail them. Right. Or if you do, is there's so much like propaganda, it seems like, that's pushed on you. Right. So what are grades now? Grades are just an indication of uh, who you need to help. Mm-hmm. Who, who needs help and who mm-hmm. doesn't. Who's going to do it and who's not going to do it. And so uh, to me, education is now no longer about the grade. It's only about the effort. Right. Did you give effort? Right. If you did, you pass. If you didn't, you fail. And so even still, the degree of that effort may be gauged by the grades. But it's just really, really frustrating to see somebody who never came to class, never made an assignment, and now you're having to answer, well, why did he fail? Right. Well, I don't even know what this kid looks like. Right. So... How how would he have passed or she? You know, it doesn't right. matter if he or she. And so, uh, and then the same thing with the 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 late work. You have to. I'm telling. I got on a soapbox. Uh, I mean, just just so we're making yeah, no sure. Doubt. Get that. Just making sure that we got this soapbox here. Uh, if a child is is doing their work, then there's nothing nothing that you have to do as a teacher. Right, but if they're not, uh, now you have to do more as a teacher, which doesn't. It should. It feel like it should be the opposite. You would think if kids are doing their work, it's like we're you, living in an alter, uh, like alternative reality. Absolutely, when they're doing their work, they you have more to grade, you have more to to look at, yes. you have more data. When they're not doing their stuff, you have less data, but you got to do more work for that. You have to overcome that, and it's just it's it's man, it's plus so much onus on the teacher. So much more so now than it used to be that it's just man, it's frustrating. And so God bless teachers. If today, if a kid is if a kid is close to passing, I pass them mm-hmm. because because it's more of a hassle if you don't. Absolutely, well, it's that, and it's also like I'm gonna hear back from me. Well, what did you do right. to prevent them from failing? Right. So I just go ahead and answer that. I helped their grade. I curve test mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, drop a grade, get sure. some extra credit, or whatever the case is, and uh, you know, hey, and then they pass. Well, because they should have, because they gave effort, right, right, not right. because they understood anything, right. And so, anyways, it's really, really frustrating. And to, because I'm in high school now, it's also like, how did they get to me? If they can't do a proportion, how did they get to my geometry class? If they can't solve an equation, how did they get to my senior level math class? Right. Uh, those are those are basic things that they have seen several years in a row. How did they get to me if they can't do those things? Because I know they can't do the other stuff if they can't do the basic stuff. Right. So now the question is, well, what do I do? Do I am I the person who holds them back? Am I the person who fails them, makes them have to repeat the grade? Am I the person who does that because they've been pushed through? So the teachers are put in sticky situations. Just like that, because it's very, very difficult to walk the tightrope of are you holding the kids accountable or are you and are you helping them as much as you possibly can? Mm-hmm. That tightrope is almost impossible to walk, mm-hmm. and it's so frustrating, man. I know I kind of got on that soapbox, but that's okay. All right. 
Anything else that now I know I feel like I might have struck a chord or two with you here. Anything anything else that just upsets you to no end? Well, I mean, we can stay on the same line as far as school. You know, my daughter's soccer team, they had several girls. They did fail. Yeah. So they couldn't participate in soccer. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. So, but now, I mean, if you're signing up to play soccer, then you're committing to maintaining a certain level. Sure. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Which you should maintain a certain level anyways. Sure. So we had a tournament this past weekend, and we had one sub on the bench. Yeah. Due to injuries, a couple injuries, and four girls, like, didn't pass. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay, but see, in in one regard, that's awesome. Because the coach is doing what he's supposed to be doing. But in in a separate regard, that's frustrating because the girls aren't doing what they should be doing. Yep. You know? And so they're probably – they probably failed because they were expecting to be passed. Right. Not expecting to pass that class. Which those are, I mean, you know, they they sound very similar, but they're mm-hmm. they're different. Very different. And so, uh, so anyways, I I don't like the way we've done uh, because of COVID. Now they went away from six weeks, and now it's in cycles. It's not it's uh, uh, four cycles instead of six. Okay, so it's a nine week period, right? Instead of six week period. Well, I thought the, it was always nine weeks. No, no, no. It's been well for us. It's been six. Okay. Every every year that I've taught, except this year, we've had six weeks grading cycles. Okay. And so we've. Had, I mean, it's been a while since I've been in. Absolutely. But you were you in Oklahoma when you went to school? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. it may be different up there on a regular sure it could be. So, but there are some schools that do nine around here before this year. Anyways, the eligibility stuff is so very different than a six weeks. Every six weeks, you check their eligibility. Well, every not now never every nine weeks you check their eligibility, right? And so there's a couple different times that they can regain. Every three weeks they can regain eligibility if they lost it, and then once they regain it, they're good until the next check. Well, uh, I got really frustrated with a couple kids that didn't make the grade at Christmas. If they passed at Christmas, they're good for the entire soccer se- or for the entire rest of the soccer season. Mm. All they had to do was pass at the second cycle, and then the next grade check is after spring break because of the nine-week period, which gotcha. means I have to check grades again for playoffs if mm. we are fortunate enough to make playoffs. And so, which is great for me because once they pass, we're good to go, right? But see, so I took over for a coach who made sure that grades if if they're going to be an issue they're going to be addressed really really quick he removes you from the team if you if you fail and lose your eligibility because what you've done is now lost half of the season and you're not helping the team so if you're not helping the team because you didn't take care of priority one which is grades then you have to be removed from the team and take care of priority one Mm -hmm. then if you are less than a senior if you're a junior or anything else then you can come back try out and try again you know, uh, and so I had to do that this year. And it's, I mean, all they, and I looked, at, I looked at that kid and said, all you had to do was pass by December 18th or whatever the day was before when the second semester grades were done. Uh, and you couldn't do that. Right. And so, and you would have been set until March 19th or something. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Which has never happened in my history of teaching. I've never. I've always had to check grades at least twice during the soccer season, if not more. 
And so anyways, I love it from that perspective. It makes me not worry about it for, for nine weeks. Sure. But at the same time, it just shows you how the, the lack of dedication, the lack of uh, priorities that kids have, you know, and it just, and it shows in behavior, it shows in their grades, it shows in commitments, all kinds of stuff, man. And it's, it's very, very frustrating. Yeah. Yep. Don't say how y'all do it. Well, I, you know, I don't either. I, I get out there. I've, I've told my kids nowadays, I'm, I'm in about, uh, I'm there about 75% there for soccer mm-hmm. because I have, I have such a direct impact on those kids that compared to the, to the classroom mm-hmm. because the class man i can't tell you how many kids sleep and expect to pass right you know right but on the soccer field they're out running sure they're not gonna sleep and expect to play sure because that didn't work that way right uh i had a, I had a talk with a kid today he he did not show up and he did not understand man we had this entire conversation he did not show up to the saturday game if you don't show up to saturday game or to any game if, if you miss a game and don't tell me the situation ahead of time you miss the next game. Right. You're, you're suspended. Like an absence. Yeah, you're suspended for the next one. And so, anyways, so he's, he apparently overslept, and his phone died. But I never got a call from him all weekend, all Saturday, all Sunday, Monday morning. No. Hey, Coach, sorry. Yeah, I overslept. Messed up. Right? Uh, so I see him in, in, the, in the class period. Before we go outside, I say, hey, come here. Where were you on Saturday? Coach, I overslept. I was like, okay. Where was your phone on Saturday? It died. I said, well, let me see your phone. I clicked the button. It turns on. Oh. It's working now. So your phone your phone died. When did it wake up? <laughs> and he said, Coach, it just didn't have any battery. I said, I understand what you're saying. But what what do you do whenever your phone dies? He said, well, I charge it. I said, okay. When did your phone get some charge? Like Monday morning? Right. Did you, there was it dead all weekend? Right. He said, coach, it just didn't have any battery. I said, what, you take the battery out and it, it couldn't be charged? Like, no, coach, it was just dead. It was out of charge. It was out of juice. I was like, okay. When did you charge? I'm not telling. I'm, I'm not kidding how much I'm telling you. This was, I was spinning my wheels with this child. And I was like, okay. When you plug your phone in, that little battery symbol comes up. And whenever it's fully, whenever it's got charge enough to work, it comes on. Right, and you can use it. You can use that sucker when it's plugged in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After the battery symbol goes away, yeah. I said, okay, you plug it in. How long did it take you to actually be able to use your phone? He's like, oh, you know, thirty minutes or something. I was like, oh, and probably not even. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, he may right. be, he may be walked right. away thinking right. sure. I can't use my phone for sure. for a hot sure. minute. So he uh, thirty minutes or so. I was like, oh, so you overslept, missed the deadline to be here. So instead of being late and just missing that game, you decided to not be here at all and miss that game and the next one. Right. I said, listen, if you don't communicate with me, I cannot help you. Communication is the key to a long and lasting relationship. Absolutely. If you can tell me what you did wrong or that you need help or something happened, then maybe I can be a little easier on you. But if you're just not going to tell me, all that's telling me is that you are more important than anything else going on. Or that you don't care. Right. It's all about you. the, The team don't matter. We, I guess we didn't need you. 
because you felt like it was just like, meh, you, you don't need me because right. you don't need me to communicate with you. You don't need me to text you. And so anyways, uh, I said, listen, uh, you're not playing tomorrow night because that's the punishment for missing a game. You're suspended a game. Right. And he, I said, listen, if you would have con- would have contacted me, then we could have had a conversation. And maybe uh, maybe I could be a little lenient. Maybe I could just suspend you for the Mistakes first half. Mistakes happen. Right. Mistakes happen. But now, because you decided to take your put yourself above the team, now if it happens again, I'm not going to need you at all for the rest of the season. Yeah. Because I can't handle individuality when we're trying to put, come together as a team, especially some of the things I've – I don't know if I've talked to you all about, but uh, some of the things we've done – We've had some individuals just stick out like sore thumbs in a team sport. Well, that's that's really not good. This last weekend, very very good team camaraderie, right? So that that was really really good. But anyways, I like I got to get rid of the individuals, man. I got to get rid of the kids who don't think there's going to be any repercussions or yep. think they can do whatever they want to do. Man, that is so so frustrating because they get away with it everywhere else. So I guess they're supposed to get away with it with me, and no, sir, I don't think so. That was all my topic, by the way. That started with ugly. Yeah, people being ugly. Yeah, no, I, it was a good topic. Credit where credit is yeah. due. Yeah. yeah, people being ugly <laughs> and yeah. kids not knowing how to behave. Right. Oh right. my goodness. Okay. Anything else? Anything else that you just cannot stand when it happens? Jay Bird. I am. I mean those the ones that I mentioned those yeah. are the those are big ones. I mean the top 3, you know. We could have a whole podcast probably just on well, we the just music have. one. No, yeah. well, oh, that just one the music too, one. But just yeah. the music Absolutely. one too, you know. Speaking um, of music, but, if you haven't heard of Highly Unapologetic the podcast, he's a good buddy of mine. Okay. And uh he lives in San Antonio. Okay. I'll go down there occasionally, but he's starting a new podcast called uh Sounds of Funk. Okay. And it's a music podcast. They're gonna oh, cool. they're gonna divulge or jump into or whatever a whole bunch of different genres and uh, albums, and they're gonna talk all things. Oh, that's music. great. So that's right up your alley. Okay, yeah. I know that it highly is highly so unapologetic. That's that's the let's call it that's the umbrella. Okay, the flagship. Okay, and so he's gonna make a separate one called Sounds of Funk. Got you. And okay. that's gonna be. Uh, he said February. Hopefully February was when he was gonna try to launch that. So not. I believe it's February. Yeah. Well, right. yeah. Also, something that upsets you is right. the, the semantics <laughs> of the English language. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. Uh, I apologize uh, every uh, time we go to the library. It, uh, <laughs> there are things that we try to find where we read words. <laughs> properly yeah uh, first they say sound it out yeah yeah until that doesn't apply anymore yeah, yeah. yeah. And, okay so uh well look, while we're talking about this you know what have you ever been talking to somebody where they said something you have no idea what they mean because they said everything in slang here's an example okay i'm at football practice and these kids said something about, like, let's, let's just call it Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Okay. Okay, good cereal. Yep. Can eat dry, bowl of milk. Right on. Drink the milk afterwards, full of cinnamon and sugar. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, he said, don't go to sleep on Cinnamon Toast Crunch. They go hard. Hmm. And I said... What? I, yep. <laughs> I said, do you get heartburn? 
Right. So you have a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch, like you go to sleep on it, it's going right. <laughs> you're going to have right. some acid reflux right. or something. Right. And of course these kids are 15, 16 years old and they're like, "No, coach. That's not what that meant." Mm-hmm. <laughs> they looked at me like I was such an idiot. And I say, "Oh, he just said don't go to sleep on it." Right. <laughs> They go hard, like it hurts you, right? You know, and he's like, "No, coach." And then the kids, the kid who said it, said, uh, "I did not realize how much slang I actually use in a single sentence because mm-hmm. <laughs> every bit of that, other than cinnamon toast crunch, was slang." Apparently, "Don't go to sleep on it" means it's awesome. Sure. So I haven't heard of that. Yeah, like it. Uh, don't go to sleep means like don't uh, don't under. It's not underrated yes, or, yes, or something. Yes. It, yeah, it's it's so don't go to sleep because you don't want to miss out yeah. on it because that's how awesome it is. Right, I think that's is uh, the meaning of, like right. behind don't yeah. go to sleep. Right, they go hard is also they're awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I just say he just so the kid just told me cinnamon toast crunch. It's awesome. Cinnamon toast crunch right. is awesome. Right. <laughs> why didn't you just say that? Why didn't you just buddy? Why didn't you say awesome? Yeah, yeah. One word as yeah. opposed to like twenty, and. Maybe Coach might have understood what you said. Right. Oh, right. my gosh. So uh, that's one of the other struggles of trying to teach in this generation is all these new words that exist. Oh, I'm sure. Because, well, apparently the ones that existed already weren't good enough. Weren't good enough. Yeah. Right. The way people formulate sentences back in the day right. was, uh, was, was just too hard to understand. Right. And now... The sentences that don't make any sense, based the on ones. the original collegiate dictionary, mm-hmm. now make more sense to people right. than anything else. Right? Have y'all seen the movie Idiocracy? Yes, it's great, and that, that's where we're headed. Oh, we are headed there, <laughs> quick, fast, on, and on in a, a hurry. shuttle. Mm-hmm. It is terrible. Yeah, uh, man. The best thing that I saw, and it's it's it opens the movie up, man. The smart people are trying to wait to conceive. Right, they're trying to have their finances in order. They're trying to make sure they have a good house, good jobs, and all this stuff before they conceive. By the time they're trying to conceive, they're they're like fifty five years mm-hmm. old, and they have to do the in vitro and stuff. And they've had uh, miscarriages or whatever, because I mean, once the body gets to a certain age, it, it's not conducive for sure. reproduction. Anyway, so uh, and then these stupid people. At least it's it's illustrated that way. Uh, they're just they're just popping them out right. like crazy. They have right. this, they have this family tree of these intelligent people that just kind of dies, and then they have this family tree of these just terrible uh, idiots, idiots, yeah, just branching off like crazy. Yeah, and uh, let's have another. Yeah, <laughs> let's just get going, yeah. and it like populates the world. And uh, man, it's the funniest illustration of what actually mm-hmm. does happen. Yeah, like these people, these people who are popping out babies who have no business being parents. Right, uh, have more kids than people who probably ought to have a couple kids. Sure. The ones that hold people accountable sure. and stuff. And it, man, it it one hundred percent explains about half the stuff we just yeah. talked about. <laughs> yeah, it does. But uh, once movie. that thing infiltrates the government, then uh, then you know. Mm-hmm. Once they start uh, trying to. You know, uh, water everything with Gatorade (laughs) 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 or whatever. And uh, so what's his name? Uh, uh, Was it uh, Luke Wilson Mm -hmm. is the is the the main. Yeah. And uh, when he 
discovers water. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, yeah, it's been so long. Yeah. Right? He, he got he got put on ice for like a thousand years or something, and he it's dry. It's uh-huh. it's a drought. He discovers water, and now all of a sudden, all these plants are popping up. Right, and uh, and he's like put on death row for like trying to presume to be smarter than everybody right, else right. and then being wrong yeah <laughs> like giving people hope yeah you're on death row for that yeah and so then uh that i mean i'm telling the whole movie but it's been out for a minute it's a great movie uh you know oh they found some plants <laughs> don't don't kill him just yet he, he was on to something <laughs> he found that water oh my gosh i mean it's going that way and it's horrible yeah it's absolutely horrible but uh but man, okay. So before I'm gonna ask a couple of these questions, and uh, just to kind of round it out, maybe only one because it might it might take a minute. But any other things that just get at you beyond what you're willing to tolerate? That's tough. I mean, I think we've talked about okay. a lot of things that. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna end with an awkward moment, okay? We're going to end with an awkward moment. This is going to be how do you re- how should you react? Okay? Or, or what do you do? And should you do something else? Okay? Uh is there a, is there a better way to go about it, okay? Uh All right. Okay, this one happens to us all the time. Holding the door open for someone far away and forcing them to run okay okay so what is the proper protocol well okay so here's the deal because being in that sitch yeah right <laughs> and so here's what was that what did that mean right there been, been in that situation oh i see okay sign your pity on the runny kind <laughs> sepital my damies okay. um so so here's what i do yeah because oh, are if, you are you the holder or no, are you the, holder. the runner? I'm the holder. Okay, is that what you're? Because that's what you. you that could was be the, either the question. one. Okay, you, well I like I feel forced to run. I heard it. Yeah, as I was the holder. Okay, good. And so I've been the holder, and if I'm holding the door open and I see that someone is further away, yeah. right? I know that. Like yeah. I have taken that into my calculations. Uh-huh. Right. Absolutely. That. That they are going to be their current not speed right there, right, right. Not so be, okay. So if they start to run, uh huh, I'll just put a little hand up. Say, hey, take your time, take your time. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. this. Yeah, right. This, like this door is being held for you. Exactly. Yeah, I'm holding this door open yeah. with the assumption that you are just going to continue to walk. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And my only thing is, is when I hold the door open for you, a little thank you is oh. nice. That's a that another another a another another you. topic that yeah. is a thing that upsets me there is when go. I hold the door open. I knew that. I say, knew of my yeah, I hate that. Yeah, hate that. So but, okay, so it's so simple to say thank you when somebody holds the door open for it's you. It's real easy. It's so simple it's to two say words. Thank you when somebody does something nice for you. Yep. Right. It's so simple when you're driving. If somebody lets you over to just give a wave, give a wave. in the mirror hey, thank or out you, the window. Right? Pre- but again, thumbs up, maybe. Yep. What did I say earlier? Yeah. No one is considerate. No. Anymore. Courtesy has gone out yeah, the window. Has. Yeah. Uh, chivalry is dead. Mm. Right. Mm. Okay. So, what if you're what if you're the runner? 
Do you run? So if to do so, that? so if I am the person that yeah that is coming to the door and so yeah. so yes I do pick up my pace because I'm like you know what this person was kind nice enough, enough to hold this yeah. door open right they got places to be yeah right absolutely I'm gonna get there a little quicker for them and when I get there I'm gonna say hey thank you so much right okay so have you ever been in a situation similar situation where somebody holds starts to you know hold the door or whatever they they turn around they do that double take. To see if anybody's coming. Right. And you're far enough away where I guess they're in a hurry. Right. And they don't hold the door for you. Right. Uh, when, when is that? Is that considered rude? I don't think ever, so. Or is it considered so. rude? Like if somebody's holding something and their hands are full, you know, and they're they're far I enough mean, away. Well, I mean, well, that's, that's two different things. Does it depend on the situation? Yeah, I think definitely situational. Okay. You know, if they're holding something, yeah. Like, so if they're go holding, ahead and be nice. Okay, but and, if they're holding something and and they're the exact same distance away right. as they were if they weren't holding right. something, is it, has it I think changed it's the rudeness? I think it has changed. Yeah, okay. yeah. Because now because, it's like because I think then because, good Samaritan you know, versus not. Right. Well, and you hope that most people are reasonable, which, you know, again, after tonight, you, yeah. you kind of question that, right? Absolutely. But, but you, you know. <laughs> You, you hope that most Especially people are reasonable. Ugly people. If it were me, yeah. and I was a bit further away, and somebody yeah. was holding, I see them holding the door, but then they like leave. I'm like, hey, you know what? Yeah, good with it. Okay, yeah, not a I, big deal. Okay, see, I give the look back and I try to judge the proximity. Yeah, I don't want to force them to feel like they have to run. Yeah, if they're two two steps away from their vehicle you. at the pump, right. right? I don't want to. I don't want to stand. But there. again, and that's when you can be like, hey, take, take your, your time. Yeah, yeah, I'm here for you. Yep. Yeah. Got no place to be. Yeah. You know? If I did, I probably wouldn't even I thought wouldn't about even, holding exactly. the door. Yeah. 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 Okay, so on the same on the same foot as that, what about when you're holding the door and this crowd comes through? Right? And you then get, you there's get stuck. And you get stuck you get holding stuck. the door. And then there's a little gap in the crowd, but then it's like if you don't hold you just held the door for all these people, but right. you don't continue holding the door for this. Like, are you a jerk exactly, at this point? Exactly. Or should you just continue holding the door? You know, I would say that the people that are the jerks yeah. are the ones that let you hold the door open right. for them, and not a single one of them Offered. took over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, like offer, tag, tag team. Right. The, uh, back again. Mm-hmm. Right? So all all I'm asking for at that point is the offer to take the lead. Exactly. To hey, hold the hey, door. can I get that for Hey, I'll get the door. You go ahead and go. And then my response is either, okay, Appreciate you, right. or no? I got, no this. I got this. You go ahead. You know, I don't got anywhere to be. Yep, uh, happens at school all the time. A couple kids. Imagine. Uh, yeah. I mean, a couple out of you know thirty mm-hmm. might say, "You want me to hold the door?" And uh, but most of them just like, just keep going. Just speechless. Oh, you like yeah. that? It's just expectation. Walk. Yeah, you're supposed to hold it. You're the yep. teacher, right? Yep. Or you're the, the you're the adult right. on duty at right. this point. Right. There are a few kids that will say the thing. They will say the thank you. They'll show a little gratitude. That's good. Thank you, you and mom you can and dad. Tell, yeah, that's right. You can tell mom and dad had a little bit of good mm-hmm. influence. Grandma, grandpa had a mm-hmm. good influence on these on these people, and uh, and it's coming out on the, in the little things. Most sure. of the time, the raising comes out on the little, the little things, stuff, you right? The the gratitude or right. the appreciation that doesn't have to be shown, but it's nice when it is. I've had my you boy know? run across a, uh, a parking lot, like yeah. not a lot, like a huge parking lot, but yeah. like a restaurant parking lot. Your six year old boy, you've had him run he, across the parking would, lot. No, no, no. But I'm saying like, <laughs> we were, we were about to go in this restaurant. We were just getting out of the truck. He sees that there are a couple of ladies that are about to go into the restaurant. Oh yeah. He shoots off, 
darts off to the front door yeah. to make sure that he opens it. Oh, good for them. So you, what you know you're what saying I mean? is a little pat on the back. You're treating, you know? you're you're raising that boy right. the way he should Ex- go. Exactly. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. If there's any, but to see that's the thing. Anybody that's at the door, if you have the hair to hold the door for him, you hold the door for him. Sure. I think it maybe is a little more on the chivalry con uh, concept. Right. If it's women or if it's older, elderly people, right, you're holding the door for them because, you know, you want them to feel special or you want them you to bet. be put first. You, you know? bet. But you put everybody first, man. It yeah. doesn't matter who they are. Love your neighbor. That's right. Absolutely. That, yeah. man, there's too much. That, that doesn't happen in the Mm-mm. car, in the vehicle. No. Nope. That doesn't happen on the and the people making the policy for education mm-hmm. nowadays it doesn't mm-hmm. happen to anybody anymore right and it's frustrating maybe right. that's the overarching aspect of things so. that just did just make your blood boil yeah nobody loves the neighbor yeah. anymore yeah and it's frustrating yeah man well hey you got anything else you I'm got good. anything else that I'm makes good. you mad man i listen i can't tell you how many times i feel like you just got to vent you got to let people know that they're being idiots, that they're being ugly, or they're being rude and inconsiderate, because I, I, I truly think people don't think about it anymore. No, oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think they need to. I think they need a little smack on the back of the head. Hey, right. why don't you do a little thinking? Yep. You know, why don't you, uh, why don't you consider someone other than yourself every now and then? You know? Anyways, it's, uh, it's really frustrating whenever those things happen, and, and I think rightfully so. In every situation that was talked about, I'd say maybe the music... Is more maybe your personal one? Yeah, like I said, that yeah. was that was very much a yeah. Jay Bird. Yeah, if you don't know who Jay Bird is, you better listen to some good music and then you'll find out, or Brrr. listen to some bad ones. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, speaking of listening to some Jay Bird some music, uh, soon we will have a parody that uh, that drops where Jay Bird is featured. Yep, and uh, I think that that might be coming out next Monday. So, oh boy, mark uh, your calendar. That's right, mark it down. It's coming out. Make sure you make sure that you uh, you know. Put it on your iTunes playlist. Yeah. Okay? Record it. Upload it to iTunes so it can be on your <laughs> iTunes playlist. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. So, anyways, uh, but, yeah, guys, listen. Every now and then, you just need to analyze what upsets you. Vent a little bit. And I promise you, you feel, I feel way much better. I feel a whole lot better. I mean, it's all off my chest and everything. I'm sure we missed a few things. A ton. But, of uh, you know, that's why we have volume twos of a lot of stuff. There you go. Absolutely. AJ? Jay Bird, thank you, man. I appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you. Uh, We listen. It's it's open door policy, and I want y'all to know that open door policy, open chair policy. I do have two extra mics, so if there's ever four people already here, I got two mics for you. I got two mics, one for each of you. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time, I am the average Joe Boo telling you to keep it clean. Average Joe's are in their studio Over in Garland, Texas Things you think care about Is back for season five With brand new guests and fun segments For your entertainment